CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 60. All right, today we're talking about our at-home program. It's kind of something that's like in the shadows. It's not really, doesn't have a lot of attention on it. I think it's actually like a super important piece of what we offer. And the people who are like committed to it are super successful with it. Yeah. And it takes like a different type of commitment, right? Yes. But that is also why that program is administered a little bit differently too. Yes. How it's done. I have a client who has 100% compliance since she started. So do I. Like she started... When did she start? Mine was last February. Um, or no, last March. When lockdown, the day of the lockdown. Okay, your client wins. <laughs> but mine has been going strong. That's awesome. Did you know your client before? Yeah, she came here. My client did not. Yeah, so which is also very cool. Which I think is cool and does not live locally. Like I just met her for the first time on Zoom last week. And I said to her, I said, I regret not doing this earlier because she's super awesome. I was like, man, like I wish I had a reached out to like have a, I think you had met her. I had not. Yeah, I did. Um, and she's super cool. I'm sending her a hundred watt shirt because she was tracking them and saw all of our social media posts. And she's like, I've hit a hundred watts. And I said, I'll send you your shirt in the mail. So she's super <laughs> pumped about that. Because that takes a lot of dedication yeah. and commitment and like self-motivation and to to hold yourself accountable on your own not that like I don't hold her accountable but like there is some of that personal accountability that you have to have how did we get started on this um lockdown yeah like forced into the corner hey Mm -hmm. it was like we were doing zoom classes but that doesn't work for everybody yeah and we tailored at-home programming for people um, who just couldn't get on board with Zoom. And then when we opened back up, there were people who just required at-home programming as their core option. And remote programming was something I had always offered before. And while I had like a couple of clients that lived out of town, mostly it was done for people that were coming in and doing extra work for like different goals that they have. Mm -hmm. And while that like still stands for the premise of this program, it's like offered to those that aren't physically here or we have to make amends just based on events going around or, or going on or things like that. So I think with the success that we saw from the lockdown and the purpose that it served, like it was a no brainer that it became one of our core service offerings. And I think just the flexibility of it, because I have a client who does at home stuff and comes to the gym once a week and it has been more times but just has the ability to do stuff at home likes working out in the mornings but wants some in-person coaching to help with new things or new skills and just to have some guidance in person so that's been a really cool way to make that like a hybrid option yeah I was just gonna say we typically talk about hybrid in the form of people who do PT sessions Mm -hmm. and then also have a group class membership too Mm -hmm. so they they get this social aspect Mm -hmm. of the group workouts but then skill and specific coaching in a PT session, but this hybrid form also comes in that respect too, which I think is important to note that like there is an option if you want more, right? It's not necessarily come to more classes or maybe PT just isn't 
you know, time allowance or things like that. Mm -hmm. But like you have stuff at home or you want to come in and work on your own. Cool. Let's, yeah. let's make that work. We have that ability. Mm -hmm. And I like, like how we do it too. Finding the form of administration, I think was an important part of the, the yes. process too, because how I had used to do it was it really only worked with people that had experience. Yes. You know, I didn't have a video library to pull from or things like that. I would always have to search up YouTube videos and LinkedIn, which is fine. Yeah. But to be able to find an app or a piece of software that already has that video library, that's, that's super handy. Yeah. You know, so that if we put down a movement and the client may not necessarily know what it is, it automatically comes with a video attached. Yeah. And I think too, um, one of my clients said like having the history option to see yeah. what they've done in the past to like track what they're doing yeah. is super beneficial and beneficial for me programming for them because I know what it looks like last time for them. And like our goal is to lift more so I can guide them to where I'd like them to go. Um, even though I'm not there in person. So I think that part is cool as well. Some things that are born out of crisis end up being really good. Mm -hmm. And that, this is like one of those things. And crisis, arguably. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do your remote clients struggle with the most, would you say? Um, just probably equipment. Yeah. Like not have, like they've gotten so much stronger than when they first started and first bought or had been using yeah. whatever they had. And they're now so far past that. So, you know, I have to modify my programming so that we can still get some strength-based work out of it when they're limited on plates, for example. Mm -hmm. So I've got this client who, um, she's a master's athlete mm -hmm. and has like this bunk house that she works out in and she's got a wicked setup, mm -hmm. but you know, you put those limitations on yourself in the beginning, I would say a or B fitness equipment just could not be, be found yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, you basically could get your hands on what you could and that was her situation. And here and there, she's been acquiring other pieces as she went. Yeah. But like when you only have 110 pounds to deadlift, like it's just not working anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. basically pillows and feathers. Sure. So how do you make those adaptations so that they can still see? Oh, tempo. Oh, I'm sure she's a big fan. Of you know, before it's like, okay, we're going to do two to four reps. But now it's like two to four reps with like a six down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I, I, every time I type that stuff up, I just kind of giggle to myself. I'm like, oh man, this, this sucks to be on the other end of it. That is hard. Tempo is so hard, but like tempo is one of the most proven methods of gaining strength, more time under tension. So yeah. it works and it's great that there are always options regardless of what limitations you think you have, mm -hmm. you know, even if you don't have equipment, that's okay. Like you, we totally can tailor that programming you know, even during the beginning of lockdown, when we started doing this, people are swinging water jugs with sand in them or like softener bags yeah. to squat and stuff. Yeah. The people that live on farms, they're picking up like odd, awkward rocks and carrying their rocks and doing stuff with rock. Like fitness really doesn't require all the bells and whistles. Yeah. It's nice, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not required. Yeah. And I think once our clients could get that out of their way, then they realize like, Hey, I can do this. I can make it fun. And that's what essentially kept them in it. You know? But I think too, the various ways we can make body weight movements work also like when equipment or creativity is lacking, like there's so much you can do just with your body because it's better than doing nothing at all. Right. Throwing in the towel is never the option. What do you enjoy about remote clients? I have a client who 
when she finishes the workout, she feels the most creative, like as she's laying on the floor in pure exhaustion. I've questioned this theory because I definitely do not feel creative in that moment, but she picks up her phone or whatever it is she does. And she writes me poems about the workout, like about her experience with the workout. And we're not talking like one or two, three line haikus. It's like like paragraphs of of verses and and every single day. So every week I get three poems a week and sometimes those poems turn into like, cause she also writes stories. She likes to write. That's like, she's super creative and intelligent like that. So sometimes I get stories about the workouts and it just, it's, it's good on a Sunday when I'm sitting there doing the programming and I open up her, her file and I read through the stuff and it just like, I don't know, it turns my whole like mindset around and I, I kind of like look forward to what I'm doing in that moment because it That's makes me cool. smile. Yeah. I need to get clients who write me poems. <laughs> what about you? I like that it can make it more accessible to people. Like I like that it provides us with a way to get over a barrier. So even with our clients now who are in person, it's like, okay, well, I am not gonna be able to make it to the gym for whatever reason, or because we're in a pandemic, I have to be on isolation or whatever that might look like. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to set you up with that home stuff. Like you don't need to stop what you're doing and like get in this slump. I can still continue to help you. And I think that is great. And again, having people in like not local who can't get here to be able to help them is great. And just getting to interact with them, like getting little messages of, Hey, look what I did today. Or like pictures. so much better. Yeah. I get pictures and stuff all the time. One time I had somebody that lived on a farm. This was a while ago and I, they, they were more experienced with CrossFit. And so I had programmed them rope climbs unknowingly for mm-hmm. whatever reason, because they had a big rig set up yeah. in their barn. Like they had a big elaborate setup, but they didn't have a beam to string the rope on. So they put a front loader, put the Oh. the thing up in the air yeah. tied the, the rope around, yeah tied the rope around the bucket oh. and they would climb the rope to the top of the oh, bucket i'm sure there's an oh and s issue in there yes. somewhere but <laughs> for creativity <laughs> 10 out of 10 on that one that is cool yeah and i think when they're consistent and they're like i didn't think i could do this like on my own at home but then they end up getting into the groove and we can support them through that i think that's super rewarding too yep and then you know you come out the other end of it when whatever issue, like for those, maybe that I have to step away from being in person at the gym for whatever reason, you know, the success on the other side, I feel is almost like it feels way more rewarding because you really have to work for it in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like coming to the gym is easy. And I know some days it feels hard, but I'm still going to label that as easy because you literally come in and that's all you are required to do. The rest of it is guided and we do the work for you. But like when you're at home, it's, you got to convince yourself to go downstairs. You got to convince yourself to get started. You got to convince yourself to put the right amount of effort in. And then you got to convince yourself to do it again the next day and repeatedly for a longer period of time. That is hard. Yeah. And so I feel like on the end, other end of it, it's way more rewarding in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorite things was, people would come back after the lockdown and you know, it's different cause they haven't touched a barbell. So when you take the skill part of it out of it, mm-hmm. a lot of them felt like they hadn't lost anything. And if anything, some of them felt like they had got more fit, yeah. which I thought was a really important kind of detail to note. Yeah. 
So I think the key thing is like, it's not impossible. You know, when situations arise as human beings, we always have a knee jerk reaction and we think worst case scenario, right? And no matter what is in front of you, there is always a way to adapt. And by us having this option for you takes away one less friction point. The less things that we can throw the towel in over, the better we will be. And learning how to adapt, and we've done many episodes on just adaptation, but like this is an opportunity to adapt. And as you get better at that, things get easier. Soapbox, step down. (laughs) No, I, I just, we have so many tools at our disposal, right? Yeah. And I'm glad we were put in a position to have to access a better tool and make it more widely available and like, like, and known to our clients or our potential clients that we have these tools and resources to help you no matter what, like literally no matter what, whether you can't get to the gym and have zero equipment, we can still help you. Yeah. And that's always been that help first attitude, right? Like it doesn't matter. Well, and I found it interesting too. I had a client who was coming um, and then I was away. So I was like, Hey, I'm like, let's transition to this at home stuff. I'll send you this. You can just continue on. She came back and then life got busy and she's like, Hey, can I do that at home stuff again? That really worked for me. So that was just an interim solution to a problem that we knew was going to disappear, but she had that past experience and could follow through and request that. So I thought that was really cool. It was like, I'm not going to stop. I know this worked, so I'm going to continue on. Yeah. So I was super proud of her. I had the same thing with somebody that went camping. Like we use this a lot over the summer for people. You know, I'm not going to be at the gym for two weeks. What can I do? Hey, cool. Right on. We're going to set you up with at home workouts. Yeah. That you don't need to take anything with you to the campsite. If you do, awesome, but yep. you don't need to. And I had that conversation with a member the other day. She was all worried, like, I'm going to be away for two plus weeks in November. What am I going to do? And it's like, hey, get as many classes in as you can while you're here. And then let me know. And we can switch you over to stuff to do in a hotel gym or whatever that's going to look like for you. And yep. She was super pumped about that. Yeah. See, like knee-jerk reaction there too on a situation like that. Like, oh, I'm not going to be at the gym for three weeks. Might as well cancel my membership. Yeah. No, hang on. Let's let's make this work. Yeah. In a regular gym scenario, yeah, that applies because you're just a number punching through. Not here. No. And I like, and I've used this in the past too of on our end, we get notifications when workouts get done. So some clients I make that known and use that as an accountability piece. It's like, Hey, I'm up at the same time you're working out. I'm waiting for your notification to pop up that you finish the warm up. Like I have this expectation that I'm going to see this. So like, don't let me down kind of thing. And that has worked for some of them. And it's been really cool to have that, to know that I see that in real time that they're doing that has yeah. been really cool too. Cool. Yep. Only good things to say about remote programming. Yeah, which is interestingly not how I felt about it prior. Like it, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's easier when people are there in front of you. But no, it turns out I just had, didn't have it set up properly. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also have the ability for them to record themselves within the app so that we can analyze. Yeah, and everything gets like, stashed together yeah, too. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> like it's. I'd yeah. have to search through my email for this video that you sent me years ago to try yeah. and compare what your snatch looks like now. Yeah. But no, it's all, yeah, super handy. Mm-hmm. All right. I thought we'd touch base on that. Like at-home programming is something that's kind of just in the shadows. So let's yeah. kind of push it forward and show that we have these options. And this is something that can be utilized. 
no matter what the given circumstance. Yeah. And all it requires is just reaching out, right? Like, I mean, it is a service in and of itself for those that aren't located locally yeah. here, but for those of you that are within the gym and need a different means at whatever time, all it means is just send us a message. We will get you set up. And it can literally happen within five minutes. Like it doesn't take long for us to get you up and running. Well, five. Well, we have all what we need, but it, like, it's not hard. Like it's. Don't set that expectation. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not hard to make that switch. Fine. It takes us a day there. Happier? Give us 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> now we're going to have all these people. I thought you said five minutes. Fine. But really, it's not that difficult to make the switch. All right. Listener question time. <laughs> yeah, last week on our listener questions, I got a message. Hi there. This is so-and-so. And here is my weekly answer to your weekly <laughs> podcast question. Oh man, did that make me laugh? Okay. Weekly listener question. So if you were put in a given circumstance where you might be faced to make a decision like this, what would be your biggest barrier from getting started? What would be yours? motivation like self-motivation like to 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 like go downstairs or to actually like put the right amount of effort in or to do it repeatedly to do it repeatedly yeah I could do it once I would struggle to do it repeatedly I think I would be an effort person I've like I've I worked out at home through the summer a few times just in the backyard with the dog and like my mentality just shifts like oh I'm at home like I'm just doing this casually one of those lazy athletes. <laughs> we already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Put, put me in a class scenario. It's a little bit different. Even the Zoom I would be fine in. But I think just behind closed doors, I just... Like nobody's watching? Yeah, I just I dog it with my dog <laughs> in the backyard. Well, and that's when, like, I think the ones who have most success long-term with this are rock stars. Because, like, I don't know if I could do it. But, like, they crush it. So, like, I give them... Maybe we need props. coaches like us. And then we would be successful with it because our clients are successful with it and they have us as coaches. So maybe we just need coaches like us. <laughs> I'm going to give my clients credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 60. As always, make sure you follow on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can send your listener question answers to us. You know the, the method. Send us a message, a DM or an email. We love reading those things. All right. Episode 60 at home programming.